It's 25 minutes away from 10 o'clock this morning. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing in this country, and we always uh, encourage you to go and check out their website, and especially if you're interested in ownership. There's plenty of different ways to get involved in ownership in New Zealand, and you can find them all up there at loveracing.nz. Today, an owner, a happy owner, well, I hope he's a happy owner because he's got a happy horse and happy star, is Simon Barber. Morning, Simon. How are you doing? Yeah, morning, Louis. Good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Ah, it's a privilege and a pleasure. And uh, Happy Star, Ryan Elliott rides today with Kevin Myers. What's the backstory around here with Happy Star, who lines up in a Rotorua Cup and he's a genuine chance? Yeah, well, it's, um, it'll be a good race to win, actually. Um, the stables, um, you know, the word that I hear second or third hand, the stables positive about it. Um, top three all day. Winnable race and um, the track. The I guess the key thing is how I'm hearing Mick talking before about um, his proper heavy. Um, yeah, it will love that um, track condition today. So um, yeah, positive. So we've spoken. We've been lucky enough to speak to Kevin Myers. I think twice on the show because Mick is, and you know, he's an acquired taste our friend Michael Guerin. But for whatever reason, Kevin Myers tends to respect and enjoy your company. Mick, so you've been able to uh, get him on the show, but for the most part, people don't really know who, who Dummy Myers is, Simon. You you own a horse with him, is, and you say second or third-hand information. Do you, what is the backstory with this horse? I mean, how did you become an owner with Kevin Myers, essentially? Yeah, so, so John O'Benner and myself um, had Happy Star um, you know, through the flat racing campaign. We obviously see his potential um, in the jumping side, which obviously he proved that last year yeah. in, a, in a short campaign. So, um, hey, Kevin Myers is where we're going to put him. We want to put him with the best. But um, he is there because, you know, Kevin's obviously the best trainer of jumpers. He's um, he's not there for the um, owner's communication. So, um, yeah, yeah, you kind of, um, you, you got to weigh it up. I mean, it's... Um, the downside is a bit, it's a bit hard to plan a trip to go and watch Happy Star because you never quite know where he's going to pop up next. But if you keep an eye on the Love Racing website and see the nominations and the acceptances, you might you might get three days' notice of where he's running. Morning, Simon. Great to have your, your um, company this morning. So you're obviously a big Karaka yeah, Million man. You love going to the Karaka Million. You live in Wellington. You like to come up with your crew and, and make a weekend of it. On the flip side of that, what is it like winning the Grand National Hurdles? Because for those people who don't know, Happy Star won the Grand National Hurdles. I was actually there that day because it was Greg O'Connor's birthday party. But if you love the glamour and you're a Wellington Racing Club man, you love the glamour of Wellington Cup Day or you love the, the Karaka Million type stuff, what's it like when you win a Grand National Hurdles? Because do you bother going? Um, it's not really the most glamorous occasion in racing. It's pretty cold down there. How did that feel? Yeah, obviously, very special to win um, to win that race as an owner. Um, that was only Happy Star's second jumping race, so debuted at Trentham um, probably two weeks before, and um, got a chance to watch him there with a good friend of mine who's actually a, a Mad King Dumps fan, and he, he just said, "Look, that was just an unbelievable day." Um, as it panned out, I already had a trip um, to Australia and I couldn't be there, so I sent two of my close friends down there on the day, and they said they just had an absolute ball. Um, Rickman's a great facility. It's, um, you know, if you look at what they've done down there and how they entertain the owners and the facilities and what have you, I mean, that's that's kind of as good as it gets for um, for that size operation in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, hey, to win that to win that um, win that race and win that cup, pretty special effort. So we're we're hoping for for more from um, him this year in Australia. 
So you've got horses, Simon, obviously with John O'Benner as well, and you've um, dipped your toe in trading horses, and you've probably had a good glimpse at the economics of racing. What are your, some of your observations of being an owner at, at the different varying levels or scales you have been? Are you enjoying the overall experience? Is it ultimately sustainable enough for you to be able to keep enjoying it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I love the ownership um, opportunity. It's um, also don't mind putting all my eggs in one basket as well. I look at people who've got five percent and four horses and I think why don't you just get 20 percent of one horse and then kind of really really push the boat out but um hey I, I've been lucky John and myself were close friends and um and Holly and um they've treated me really well I've, I've, I've done the syndicate side of things as well I've had horses with um Trent Busson and Graham Rogerson had one with Tiaki as well and um you know they are all um you know it's a different kind of experience to what to what we do but um I've got six horses running around and they're all with um they're all with Jono. We managed to trade one to um, Australia, traded a couple to Hong Kong. So, um, yeah, I, I figured if we can trade them, one horse that we trade will pay for five that we don't trade. So you kind of can't win that in stakes. Um, we were lucky enough to um, to get one at Caracca a couple of years ago, which um, was a half to Explosive Jack. So Explosive Jack went on its um, three-year-old rampage in Australia and won um, three derbies. So all of a sudden, our one became quite valuable. So we ended up selling that to Hong Kong. So that will, um, you know, that will that will finance, um, obviously finance a few others. Um, yeah, we, and we we kind of we, we reinvest. We've got one at the moment. Um, got a cos- um, cosmic force cult, which um, we think is our correct a million winner next year. So um, you know, we're always, <laughs> always looking ahead. Simon, you talk about Karaka Million, and it's obviously it's a it's a, a light year away from where we are in the middle of May, but you do come up here with your Wellington crew and you enjoy the weekend. Uh, what do you make of this LSE redevelopment? I'm not sure if you saw the video we produced last week on Wayham, but it, it's obviously a massive undertaking. Is that sort of the light at the end of the tunnel for you, just as a race fan, as someone who likes to have a jar and enjoy a weekend away with the boys, and as an owner, does that whole Ellerslie ATR Karaka Million relaunch thing excite you or interest you or living in Wellington is it a case that it doesn't quite maybe resonate with you as much No I, I think the opposite um, like um, I liked your segment where you said you weren't sure what, what you were going to see when you turn up you thought there was going to be a digger a truck and 10 guys but um that um, that's pretty impressive. What um, what you put to um, ear last week. Um, I look at when the I look at when the um, the sales, the yearling sales, moved from Trentham to Caracas 35 years ago, and so you look at Trentham Racecourse, and we've now got a retirement home, we've got a school, we've got a subdivision, and we've got a basically a couple of grandstands in the facility that need a bulldozer through it. So you've um, you've ended up we've ended up selling off our silverware, and we've got nothing really to show for it. So um, Hey, Ellerslie is um, if they can, they well, they're obviously pulling it off, and it's um, it's great for the future of racing. It's great for ownership, and it's great for sustainability of stakes. So there's a joint venture planned at Trentham. So that um, that infrastructure that I, I said that needs a bulldozer through it. Um, you know, there's 30 shops planned there. There's a thousand apartments. There's a hotel. There's um, a plan that the club retains the assets and puts that income back into stakes. So um, we need that JV to happen. Um, you know, if it doesn't happen in the next few years, um, our options are limited. But, um, you know, I think um, I, I think the future is there. We just we just need need a bit of government support, um, both the red team and the blue team. And, um, you know, we need to kind of um, 
give racing the um, the status that it probably has in Australia. Um, we need to just kick it up a notch. Simon, you were part of the club at, at Wellington Racing Club, so this is a very diverse conversation all of a sudden. Do people in Wellington care about racing as much? I know there are people listening to this now, and and, and they do. I totally get it. I, I used to work for the Evening Post in Wellington. But it's such a long way to go to Trenton, and I used to go to Hutt Park, and it was a bloody long way to go to Hutt Park. Is that distance from from the CBD or from most of the suburbs, and obviously Aucklanders are experiencing that with the Pukekohe thing at the moment, does that mean the average person you bump into in the CBD of Wellington doesn't particularly resonate with racing because it's just such a, a long day to go to the races? Yeah, it's um, you, you're right, Mick. It, it is brutal, but um, um, you can still make an event out of it. Like I look at what um, what um, NZTR did with the um, with the Grand Tour and the, and the season just gone. The concept was good, but I think if um, if we could do that again next year or next season. Why not have eight or ten events that are ticketed only, um, so that then the club actually knows how many people are turning up. They can actually put on a better event, um, a, a, a just a, a, a top quality spectacle uh, scattered around the country. Eight or ten events, and I think that would be that would be something. So Wellington will support the races, but they will support um, a couple of days a year. They won't they won't go there. We we only race nine times a year, so it's not like um, not like we're trying to get them out there every week. But it's um, it has to be a destination, and we have to provide quality when they arrive at that destination. Otherwise, we're just watching on TV. Well, and you, and you know uh, intimately, Simon, what the next generation kind of uh, the psychology of say a sixteen or fifteen year old lad. Um, you know the, the amount of things that racing are competing with. It's actually sport in general, so you do have to make an event. You don't want to spread your goodness too thin. I get that. Um, what are you up to this afternoon? Are you down at Rotorua or are you playing golf? Or I'd, I'd love to um, love to be at Rotorua. Actually, my um, my grandfather was a um, life member at um, Rotorua Racing Club, and I've got his um, I've got his life membership um, plaque on the wall. So I kind of I'd love to have a a, a winning post photo of Happy Star to go beside his life membership. But um, hey, unfortunately, ended up in Australia, so I'll be watching it from. Um, we'll probably be on track at the Gold Coast. So um, even though I heard you, heard you talking to um, Bjorn Baker before, maybe we should maybe we should battle the traffic and get to Doombin. But um, yeah, that's, that's where we'll be today. Raises a really interesting question, Simon. You're obviously a, a, a racing administrator and owner, so you're obviously you're you're really in there. You're doing it. Have you felt that your attitude to Saturday morning and punting and racing and what you think about on Saturday afternoon has changed in the last 10 years. Because what I find is I used to go to a cafe, because I live in Auckland and people spend all day in cafes apparently. I, I used to go to a cafe and people would bump into me and say, what do you like at Tarapa or what do you like at Ellerslie? And that was the conversation. I would say half the people I speak to about racing at the gym or at a cafe on Saturday morning say, I really like James McDonald's ones in the fourth, or I really like this thing at Doombin. I would feel half the conversations I personally would have on a Saturday morning now revolve around Australia. I'm not saying that's the case for you, but have you found your more Australia-fied in your Saturday morning thinking now? Um, yes, yeah, they definitely changed in that in the last probably in the last five years. Yes, um, probably just to do with the consistency of the racing and the exposure of the form. Um, but um, yeah, that's not, that's not to say you know winter racing in Australia and winter racing in New Zealand probably two different things. 
Yep, fair enough. Oh, well, this has been highly enjoyable, Simon. Appreciate your time. Uh, all the best for Happy Star. Uh, all the best for the, I assume you you might have a small bet at the Gold Coast, and um, good luck for the rest of your, your tour in Australia, and hopefully we, we chat again on ECNZ, and we'll see you back in New Zealand soon. Excellent. Cheers, guys. Yeah, there's a guy, Louis, who's invested at many levels. Um, no money in being a racing administrator, and he does that for free for Wellington. Um <clears throat> Obviously, he owns horses, and that's interesting to hear. He's done the syndicate thing, and he's done the personal trading thing with Jono, and of course, as a punter. And that's one of the most, that's probably the biggest trend I've found in the last 10 years of my racing life is that New Zealand punters used to think about New Zealand first and Australia second on Saturday. Now, I would say at this time of year, it's almost Australia more, but Karaka Million Day, obviously, it's local more. But I think it's probably on a normal Saturday for most of the punters I meet. I would say it's a 50-50 split. And during carnival time, it might even be a split yes. more Aussie-ified. I think it's very seasonal, but I, I completely take your point. Uh, great to chat with Simon there. And look, as he says, he's been involved in different levels and there are, different, there are merits to all of it. Love Racing.nz to go and find it out. Hey, a uh, couple of text messages we'll get to on the other side, then we'll wrap it up with the best bits of the day. Back in a bit.